Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we are coming to you with our second ever love show episode where we're going to talk about The Bachelorette and we are going to cover two episodes of F-Boy Island this week. Next week we'll be down to um, Bachelorette in one episode of F-Boy Island. Um, we'll be on episode five of each of them. So right now, though, we're going to do talk about um, The Bachelorette, episode four, and F-Boy Island, episodes three and four. So let's get started here um, talking about The Bachelorette. So um, some key things that happened in The Bachelorette this episode is that now we have Gabby and Rachel with their two kind of separate groups of guys. Um, they, we have uh, um, Gabby's group date where Gabby uh, starts with just her guys, but then eventually Rachel takes her guys to watch Gabby's group date. So the group date is like a boxing date. So we have Nate, Kirk, Quincy, Eric, Michael, Mario, Spencer, and Johnny, which is essentially everybody besides the people who got uh, the one-on-ones, um, went on the group dates this week. So it was a sabat date, which is French boxing. So they all learned a little bit about boxing. And then they got to box each other and say um, why they think they are the perfect match for Gabby. Um, and then the winner of this group date got to go on a one-on-one date dinner with Gabby. So I was actually, I was kind of disappointed in what we got to see on this date. And that is because Rachel and her guys were there. And I feel like a lot of the focus, um, with the edit was about how Rachel was feeling about her guys not paying attention to her. She was trying to make eye contact with each person and nobody was really giving her eye contact. And so, um, I wish that we would have seen more of Gabby's group date, personally. I wish that we could have seen more um, of the guys who was fighting who. Um, I wish we could see, you know, more of the speeches and, you know, the nice things that they had to say to Gabby. But instead, um, the majority of what we saw was Rachel crying. So I was a little disappointed in this group day uh, because. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to butt in there. Yeah, because I wrote down that if I had ever been on a bachelorette, this was a group date that I would have picked. Yeah. So I the whole time I was like, this Rachel stuff is just like more of the same and so boring. And I so wanted to see more of that date. I know. I thought it would have been it had the potential to be like such an entertaining group date. Yeah. So I so I just wanted to say how much I agree with that. Sentiment. Yeah. I mean, that's like pretty much all I have to say about it because that's all we know. Um, aside from the fact that Spencer ends up being the winner of that um, group date and he gets some one-on-one time with Gabby. Um, so Spencer gets the group date rose on their one-on-one portion. And I think that he seems like he's a pretty cool guy. Um, I liked the connection that they were forming. And yeah, I... I just wish we would have got to see more of the date, I guess. 
It was so weird how they were showing Gabby's date from Rachel's point of view. It felt very unnecessary. I, I don't know. I guess Rachel was being very dramatic this episode, and that was a way to, like, even heighten it even more. But I agree with you, Christina and Abby. Can I say something funny? So yeah, I was I was watching this episode, and Mitch walks in um, from work, and he's like, oh, my God. I said, yes, we're we're recapping this on our pod and he's like this is so lame five minutes later the whole rest of hour and a half peanut gallery from him he's 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 buttoning on everything oh well this and this i'm like oh really it's that lame (laughs) (laughs) he still thinks it's lame but man he was sucked in he was he was commentating on everything (laughs) that's hilarious that's good, Abby. I like that. So, do you want to talk about um, Rachel's group date then? I do because this was so. I thought it was awful. So, um, of course, I want to talk about like um, this awkward, weird group date. So, it, it starts off well. The night before, she had walked in and. Um, and I just, you didn't even say who you, I just, before this box, I was like, I don't care what I talk about, Michelle, you can talk about whatever you want. And Christina, <laughs> you didn't even say a name and I just jumped in. So obviously I did care. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, good. Go for it. I just, it grossed me out. So you please go right ahead. It did gross me out. So the night before she had walked in, because as you said, Christina, like she felt like none of her guys were making eye contact and um Can I, like pause for just like two seconds here um yeah. I forgot to say in the beginning that we are not shown the conversation that with um Meatball and Rachel at the end like that we saw at the end of last episode but we are told because he tells the guys that he's staying that he asked Rachel for a second chance and she gave it to him but we don't hear him called Meatball anymore in this episode he's now called by his name which is james so i'm sorry oh. but- no that's great i saw that but in my notes i'm still putting in the so i'm still gonna call him meatball <laughs> i still call them meatball too <laughs> okay great. Oh, they're talking okay. about james in the episode that's who they're talking about they're talking about meatball <laughs> um so yeah the night before she like walks in and i swear it looks like she's about to throw daggers at all of them and she basically yells at them, but or scolds them how, you know, she felt like they didn't, none of them were making eye contact or even trying to get her attention, blah, blah, blah. And I thought it was so like, I don't know, just, they all just sat there mm-hmm. and no one said anything and no one even got up, at least not that they showed and like followed her or talked to her. And I, me and Mitch were just like, that was weird. Um, but so it starts off group day and basically she she starts it off with saying it was hard for her to even show up today and you know she wants the proof that the guys want to be there like actually want to be there mm-hmm. so their group date um they walk in on two people making out and it's all about like the art of romance and pursuing your partner so each guy has to perform four tasks and the first task is flirting um, which is Zach strangled her basically. 
Nathan yeah. was doing some crawling, weird crawling on, what's his name? Nathan, right? Ethan. I think Ethan. Okay. Sorry, Ethan. I need to correct that. Um, Was crawling on the floor. I mean, I guess it made her laugh, but it looked like it sounded like a really uncomfortable laugh. Um, and, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. And then the second task was kissing their fist. Okay. Just going to fast forward through that. Um, <laughs> the third the third task was armpit smelling because apparently that releases pheromones and she was not feeling meatballs armpit smell. Um, and then the fourth task was a love letter. And this was the only part I really liked about the group date um, was Tyler's poem. And he had actually written it the night before, just writing down his thoughts. So he was, he was, um, prepared without meaning to be prepared and I thought it was really sweet I didn't I'm not a big I I don't really like sensitive guys it's not my thing I don't like I don't like guys who cry um just my preference (laughs) I'm here some girls love that and so when yes I'm gonna keep referencing Mitch's comments because he was like oh you would have you would have left me right then I was like yeah so I probably would have, um, but still, I thought it was sweet for her. Um, so she ends up taking Tyler on the the dinner date, and I really do like Tyler. I, I he's a sweet guy, but this was I'll just go ahead and say this: this is one of my worst moments because I hate this word with a passion. He said when they were discussing, um, talking at dinner, he used the term wifey. And I was like, Tyler, no, (laughs) like, I love you. Don't ever say that again. So, um, I didn't, I didn't even hear him say that. I didn't phase me, Abby. Yeah. Sorry if Seth calls you wifey, but I just, no, I don't like like that term and you know, hubby wifey, like, Oh, I guess hubby's just don't ever call me wifey. Um, so, but overall, I, I really like Tyler and I think he's super sweet. So, um, I agree. I think Tyler, uh, I think Tyler is a front runner, but I'm afraid that he's going to get his heart broken. I don't know why. I just like have this feeling. I just like, I, I don't know why. I mean, I just see him being like Blake Horstman at the end of his season, bawling his eyes out on national TV. That's, I could be wrong. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch that season, so. He doesn't seem as mature as like Tino or Zach is the other guy she likes, right? I don't like Zach. I know she does. I don't like him. Who did you tell me, Michelle, earlier today that were, you told me Tyler was one of her favorites, right? That you thought, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a front runner for sure. Um, Okay, so we actually had the one-on-one dates before the group date. Um, and all of the guys, we find out that all of the guys are staying on a cruise ship while they're there, which I thought was really weird. Um, it was a commercial for Virgin Cruises, is what it felt like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one of Rachel's guys are on one floor, and Gabby's guys are on another floor, so they're like 
pretty separated at this point um, and trying to make a point of that to the guys too, that they're separate. But the, um, the one-on-one dates this episode um, were Gabby picked Jason um for the date in Paris and they go to a hat store and they get sized and try on different berets and um I think it's really funny because Gabby makes a kind of a joke about like obviously I didn't wear the right hairstyle because her hair is like up in a bun and a carousel and um then they go on their dinner date and I just I love how understanding that Gabby was about Jason's struggle to open up. I feel like a lot of times the bachelorettes um, just like feel like the guy should be opening up. But Gabby really seemed to like understand where he was coming from. And um, she opens up about her mom. And I just love that they both had such an appreciation for therapy. And even like we're talking about different therapeutic like talk therapy techniques and stuff. Um, and then my favorite, I think my favorite thing of the entire episode was during their, when they're like talking about, um, Hayden and she calls him a punk ass bitch. Um, I thought that was hilarious. And then obviously Jason gets the rose. So, um, I was really, I really, yeah, I, I loved their one-on-one date. I thought that they had a great connection. I thought that they like clearly really liked each other. And um, I think he's a front runner too. I think he's going to, I think she really likes him a lot. I felt the total opposite of you. Okay. So I do think Jason, he seems like a really nice guy. I, I do think they bonded over the therapy. Um, but unless I miss something, he's saying he, he's talking to her about how it's hard for him to open up and how he was growing up. Like he didn't feel like he measured up to his friends. So he like, I guess his outlet was tennis and he would always like try to beat them. And um, he would try to he would try to beat them and then that became too much. So we quit tennis and she's like, yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from. My mom doesn't love me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, this is like night and day. Like I'm not trying to minimize what, how he felt growing up, but I mean, I'm like, I'm sorry. You didn't feel like you measure up to your friends and poor Gabby has been through something I can't even imagine going through. So so maybe it wasn't, now that you talk more about what you saw in their connection, maybe it wasn't so much what brought them to where they are now, but how they got to where they are now. Does that make sense? I'm, I don't like know this for a fact, but I, in my, in my brain, feel like I am positive that there is no way that they went straight from that conversation into <laughs> what you're talking about. I think that that is, um, the bachelor gods over it, there you're probably right yeah <laughs> no way you thought it happened like all i could think about i'm like tennis my my mom 
doesn't have the tools to love me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so sad. We saw like what, like maybe 10 minutes of their, or five minutes of their conversation. It probably wasn't even 10 minutes. It was probably less than that. And I'm sure that they were on that dinner portion of their date for at least a couple hours. Yeah. So they're just like taking the key points and putting them together in my opinion. well whatever it was interesting how they edited <laughs> back so i'm assuming gabby's mom is still alive and i'm like shocked that we haven't seen like a people excuse exclusive or an us weekly exclusive of the mom speaking out in some way either to defend herself or apologize or something because this is a main storyline on the show mm-hmm. i'm wondering if she has mental health issues do you think like, maybe? I don't know, like bipolar, schizophrenia, like or, or drug addiction, like something where she may not even know her daughter's on a, a show. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I mean I have no idea, but I don't know. It just breaks my heart. From luckily I was blessed with a, a mom who would do anything for me. And I can't imagine not loving my kids with every fiber of my being so it just I don't know so sad yeah yeah. I would I just wouldn't be surprised if the mom speaks out at some point because it's like she's like it's a big it's a big part of the show so I hope they don't try to bring her on and force that like relationship oh god no I I don't think I don't think they will because it seems like very deep rooted so I don't think that they will do that I or at least I hope they don't do that I feel like they've done that before but I can't remember with who like Dean I know didn't talk to his mom I don't think it was Dean I think it was somebody else I don't remember I don't know. I would have to look it up. But yeah, I do think, I mean, they've done something before that was awkward for sure. But I just really hope they don't try to bring her on because I think Gabby's issues with her mom are deeper than anything we've seen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. And I agree. I kind of agree with Christina. I really like Jason and I feel like he doesn't even want to be on camera. And that's what he was trying to say when he was saying like, I couldn't eat. I was nervous, blah, blah, blah. I think it, not that he was nervous about like being in this dating experience, but he was nervous being on a TV show. It's what it, how I translated it. Mm-hmm. No, I think he, you're right. Cause you can, yeah. you can tell he's very not comfortable. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And then Christina had me following this bachelor data account. And they said that Jason kept his Instagram private longer than any other contestant in history of the bachelorette. And then he just went public like uh, last week, it seems like. I want to so. know why he, why he went on. Cause you know, sometimes contestants in the past, like their family member has submitted them or something, you know? So I'm curious to know how it, that all came about. Right. Good question. It's a good question. Maybe he was recruited and he kind of just kept saying yes. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so then the other one-on-one date was Rachel Pictino for her date in Paris. And she seems to really, really like him. I think they're kind of a good fit. So I, I like them together. Um, 
So they go to a chocolate shop, they go to the crepe stand and um, make crepes together. Um, they are just like, a lot of it is just walking around Paris. I really liked like, just seeing them all walk around Paris. And I actually really liked um, the way Rachel and Gabby were dressed on these dates. Like they made them kind of Parisian, very chic looking. Like a lot of the outfits in the other episodes and the gowns in the other episodes are, you know, I don't know, more like, I don't know, Americanized. So I like these like French outfits they kind of had on. Um, and they're nice like camel coats. It's really cute. Um, so one thing I liked about this date is when they have dinner together, Rachel talks about her career and how it was an issue for her in her previous relationship because her boyfriend kind of, didn't think she would be able to like be home for the kids if they ever had kids. And she just like, it seems like it's a big insecurity of her. She doesn't want her career to get in the way of her having a family life, but she also loves her career so much. She doesn't want to give it up. And I thought Tino reacted really well to it and like, seemed like he would be flexible and understood. So I really, I kind of liked their date and I didn't really love him to begin with. So he kind of won me over with this date. Yeah, I I really liked um, Tino, too. I thought that, I think their connection is just, like, I mean, again, another front runner here. I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Tino won Rachel's final rose. That's that's how I, I think that their connection is just great. Yeah. They like each other. You can tell they really like each other. Mm-hmm. I agree. Either that or if he does not end up as her final person, then Tino is going to be the next Bachelor. Oh, I forgot that's how they do it. Usually it's somebody who makes it to the top four, but it's really interesting this season because we have two top fours. Yeah. So we think they're going to do the same thing next season and do two Bachelors or... I don't know. No, I think of that is just because Rachel and Gabby are so screwed over by Clayton. Yeah. I think that's the only reason why that happened. What did he do to them? Um, so he went on his overnight dates. They were in the final three, and he went on his overnight dates, and they were his first two overnight dates, and he slept with both of them, and then he got to Susie's overnight date, and she told him that, like, her morals pretty much told her that if he slept with the other girls that she respects him, but she can't move forward because she respects herself basically. And she, you know, she's like, I'm not trying to shame you, but like, I just like, I, I personally can't do it. And so she leaves and then he's like, well, Susie was my winner pretty much. And so then he, um, well, he, like, begs both of them to stay, and then when it gets down to going to meet, like, his parents, he ends up, like, he's, like, I'm still thinking about Susie. All I can think about is Susie. So after the, he, like, begs them both to stay, and they both agree to, to stay, knowing that they're, like, not his number one choice, basically, um, he then breaks up with both of them at the same time, doesn't do it individually, and tells it that them that like he hasn't talked to Susie but he's going after Susie pretty much and yeah 
they're pissed. Are him and Susie still together? Yeah, they're not like engaged, but they're dating. Okay. And they're super cute together. I like them together a lot. I think he made the right decision on picking Susie, but I think that the way that he handled the situation was very poor. Um, yeah, so Abby, do you want to talk a little bit about get into the cocktail party and some of the stuff that happened at the cocktail party? Um, well, I'll talk about, um, the main event at the cocktail party, um, Go for it. Which, I mean, I don't really remember much happening. I know, uh, didn't Nate and um, Gabby talk for a little bit? Yep. Nate's my front runner for Gabby. I know, me too. And I hope I hope he wins. I love him. Um, but Hayden. He'll be the next Bachelor if he's not Gabby's winner. I hope so. I, I know. I yeah, want more. Um, yeah. I want more of him, definitely, on my TV. Um. So Hayden sits down and shows her his dog. And um, listen, I get it. I have a dog. Um, and a lot of people's dogs are like family to them. But I don't know. Just because we, I guess we know Hayden's a piece of shit. Um, just listening to talk about his dog and how his dog has cancer. And she, she, only has this many months to, to live or he, I don't know if it was a he or she. And he was trying to show her like how much he wanted to, or not show her. He told her, I'm telling you this to show, to tell you how much you mean to me. And I came here for you and I want to be here. And, um, mind you, this was after he talked and said horrible things about, about her. Um, and then I don't know who, but someone came and asked if they could steal her away. And she's like, yeah, sure. And man, meatball. this. It was Meatball that stole her away. And according was to. Meatball? Yeah. And according okay. to my notes, this is when Meatball became James. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Meatball, um, newly. Re- I'm thinking of like their word reformed because of F Boy Island. Okay. So Meatball <laughs> is reformed, reformed as James. Um, but, he, you know, anyways, that pisses Hayden off, and he just can't believe he's telling her about his dog with cancer, who's about to die, and she just walked away from the conversation. Anyways, that's when Meatball, James, tells her everything that Hayden said, and just verbatim, some of the things that Hayden said was calling them bitches and overreactors and he said how can any guy want to marry either one of them he compared her or both of them i think to his ex and said um that neither gabby or um rachel rachel held a candle to her so those are some pretty brutal boy comments to make um so Meatball fills her in on all that. And so I don't know if anyone wants to talk about this. Have at it, because this is one of the best moments. But um, she then goes to talk to what's his face, Hayden. So y'all can one of y'all can I think that it's a bad thing when the guys like 
tell on each other to the lead or when girls do it if it's the bachelor like I think in general like that's not a very good look and usually the person goes home like on a two-on-one date the following episode it's just normally it's like you're sealing your deal and it's a death sentence for your time on the show however I this was okay different okay that because she gave James a second chance to come back I think that because she gave him a second chance, him coming to her with some info about like some things that are going on in the house, um, I think that that was in his benefit instead because he's building up trust with her again um, and kind of trying to prove to her that like, hey, like I'm here for you and I have your best interest in heart. And I think that, he kind of needed a moment like this in order to get another rose and move forward with Rachel. I thought it was like a little bit comedic the way when Rachel pulled Hayden aside to talk to him. And she's like, do you know what I want to talk to you about? And he's like, I'm assuming it's about Rambo. So in his head, (laughs) he thinks she's apologizing for not giving a flying fuck about his dog. Uh, in her head, she's just so upset that she found out he said all these horrible things about her. I was laughing so hard at that. We were like, this guy's a fucking idiot. I like, I, I don't know. I get it. He loves his dog, but. Right. (laughs) That's so Um, funny. And then I also liked when after Rachel tells him. I found out you said this and this and that. And it seemed like he pretty much categorically denied everything, right? He never admitted to any of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he denies everything. And then she's like, can I walk you out? And then it's like the most long, awkward walk of all time because they're on a fucking cruise ship. I'm like, where is she walking him? Is she going to throw him <laughs> off overboard? Is she going to put him on a little dinghy and send him away? I'm like, where are they going? <laughs> they finally get to the ramp. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So that, I thought that was funny. Um, so then what's next, the rose ceremony? Yeah. All, all in the meantime, we have this huge drama of Logan who is on Rachel's side, but he's decided he doesn't like Rachel anymore and he wants to go to Gabby's side. And he thought he was gonna have this great chance to talk to Gabby at the cocktail party but then our host comes in and says the co- rest of the cocktail party has been canceled. So it's the, the cocktail party is now canceled. So Logan doesn't get the chance to tell Gabby how he feels about her. Um, and I don't know like how you guys felt about the strategy that he was going to tell Gabby first and then Rachel after. I don't think it's going to work out very well for him when he does do it, if he does do it. I had that like, I wanted to ask y'all, how do y'all feel about that scenario? So that's, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it was very clear that he re- he was had a connection with both of them in the beginning. So of all the people um, to have this happen to, I'm not surprised that it's Logan. Um, and also, like, he never said necessarily that he liked Rachel more than Gabby. It was just that Rachel gave him the rose. And so he could have been like the other guys and rejected it. And then he wouldn't be there at all without having the chance to talk to Gabby and tell her how he feels when it seems to me like he's like Gabby more 
maybe since the beginning, at least for a, a period of time now. So it doesn't really surprise me, but I mean, clearly, if you watch like the previews to next episode, it goes well because we see him walking into a room with Gabby's men and they're all like, what, what are you doing here? And like, Oh, well, I that. Okay. So to me, it tells, that tells me that, I don't know, he's going to get a chance from Gabby. So I don't know. Well, he did. After he got the rose, he went and talked to her. He's like, sorry. Or she said, sorry, we didn't get to talk tonight. We will later. That's what Rachel said. Oh, that was Rachel? Yeah. Oh, for some reason I thought that was Gabby. Interesting. She's okay. Gonna be, she's going to be crying in the next episode too, guys. <laughs> yeah, she is. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Another down here. Oh, God. All right. Okay. Do you want to tell Michelle like who got the roses? Or Christina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle. Sure. So Ra- Rachel um, had already given roses to Tino and Tyler earlier in the episode, and then she gave the rest to Avon, James, aka Meatball, Zach, uh, Ethan, um, and Logan. Um, so then the people on her side that are eliminated, obviously Hayden was walked off. So he's gone. And then Jordan H who I know nothing about. And I don't even really remember hearing speak or see seeing at all. So that I don't feel like that was too much of a loss. Um, and then that's a yeah, common theme in these love shows. Right. It's like, <laughs> I don't even, I don't, I can't miss them. We don't even know them. Yeah. Who are these people? Right. I felt like a lot on FY Island. Oh, exactly. Totally. Um, So then Gabby had already given roses to Jason from her one-on-one date. And then Spencer, um, who had won that boxing uh, date earlier in the episode. So then the other people she gave roses to were Nate, Eric, Johnny, Michael, who I think also barely gets screen time. So I'm excited to see if we see anything from him next week. And Mario. And then she eliminated Quincy and Kirk. So uh, Kirk was the football coach. That was the one thing I knew about him. And then Quincy, we've seen here and there because he kind of has a big personality. And then don't forget Hayden. Hayden also left this episode. So we had four people leave this episode. Yes. All right. So Abby, what were your top two moments of the episode? Okay. um, My first one was at on the fighting group date mm-hmm. um we did get, we didn't get to hear a lot but we did get to hear nate's little speech to gabby and i thought that was really sweet and how he notices all these these little things that she does um so i really like that maybe just because i really like nate but um i thought that was really sweet and then of course it was rachel saying can i walk you out and a few minutes after that when she's in um, the confessional saying I'm was just extremely ready for Hayden to get the fuck out <laughs> so him leaving was the best moment because sometimes those those assholes slip under the radar for a lot longer so I know I know so I'm curious, too, if we're going to even have a two-on-one date. Because normally the assholes make it until at least a two-on-one date. And then they get eliminated by by a nice guy. 
And so um, usually, typically that's what happens. But since we ha are having, you know, two one-on-ones and two group dates because we have two bachelorettes this season, are we even going to have two-on-one dates this season? I don't know. But I love the two-on-one dates, so I hope that we do. Yeah, they're fun. Definitely. Okay, so my top two moments of the episode, I really enjoyed Rachel and Tino's dinner portion of their date because I just felt like these two are starting to fall in love. Um, you know, I don't know if they're in love yet, but I they're falling for each other, and I just thought that they um, were super, super cute. And then I just love Gabby and Jason's dinner portion of their date, too, where they're talking about growth and therapy. I thought that as a couple, you know, it's so important to grow with each other. And I think that this was like a great example of how these two can really complement each other and actually potentially, you know, have a future together, maybe for the rest of their lives. I mean, who knows? But um, yeah, I thought that that was just great. And then with that kind of tied in there, being in the same dinner portion of their date, obviously, I said earlier that this was my favorite part. But um Gabby calling Hayden a punk ass bitch. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> she didn't uh, miss on that. No, not at all. Um, I agree with Abby. I thought mine wasn't really so much a moment, but throughout the whole episode, we saw Nate keeping his connection with Gabby going, like in little moments here and there, like pulling her aside. So I really like that. And like his speech in the boxing ring, I cracked up when he's like, the way you shake your head before you speak. I'm like, I fucking have been noticing that since episode <laughs> one. It's driving me nuts. So I was so glad he pointed that out. Um, and then I already talked about Rachel kind of walking Hayden out. I thought it was funny. And then at the beginning of the episode, uh, before they went to France, all the guys were sitting around and they were like, trying to discern like who was a Rachel guy and who was a Gabby guy. And they said, who's here for Rachel. And then you had to raise your hand. Who's here for Gabby. You had to raise your hand. And then someone said, who's here for the right reasons. And it just made me laugh. Cause that's just like the bachelor who's here for, you know, are you here for the right reasons? So I like that. Okay. So yeah. is it just me or when anybody says, are you here for the right reasons? Do you hear it in Chris Harrison's voice? Either of you? Well, Michelle's never, never watched, watched it with Chris know. Harrison. <laughs> Do you hear it in Chris Harrison's voice? You know, it's been quite a few seasons since I've watched. So I just I hear know. it in his voice still. It's so weird. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, it's weird not having him as the host, you know? It is. Just I mean, as like, a whole. I totally understand like what happened and like it was bad. It was it was not good. I understand all of that but but um it's just weird without him no i agree it's just not the same um okay so anyways diving right into it what were your least favorite moments then michelle uh i hated on rachel and tino's date and they get to the cart with the guy making crepes and he's like do you guys want to make some it's like bitch we know this is a planned date like <laughs> that just really irked me um and then Rachel, like, melting down every episode is kind of grating on me a little bit. I can agree with that. How about you, Abby? Okay, so mine was Hayden talking about the girls because it was just disgusting. Mm 
Um, I already went through. I just want to remind you, Abby, I put just stop. Yeah, like just, just freaking stop. Um, and then I don't think I said anything wrong. To be honest with you, was his exact words. Oh, he's gross. I'm so glad he's gone. Um, and then sorry, I'm flipping my pages. Um, the other one for me, I don't know if it's worst moment. It's just because I feel like I like Logan and I don't think he's a bad guy. So this whole like, I don't know, the situation he's found himself in. I'm, I, I want to know how it plays out next week. Because I don't think he's like trying to be this like player or manipulative or anything like that. I think he, you know, so I don't know. We'll see. But yes, also freaking, I'm sorry. I'm just. Rachel's just not my most favorite bachelorette that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a very emotional journey for both of them. It's always an emotional journey, but they are really feeling inferior a lot, which is something that I don't think we've really ever seen in a bachelorette season. The insecurity is another level this season. Like I said, I've skipped a lot, but wow. Yeah. I, I agree. For so, the lead to have that insecurity. I mean, of course we've seen it with for the women. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. And like I, um, I said, you know, one of my least favorite things was the same as yours about Hayden. And then my other least favorite thing I talked about earlier as well, which is just Gabby's group date and how the focus was on Rachel. So really, I think that our feelings about Rachel are all right in line. I, yeah, she just, it was, it's really sad because I I think that we would be seeing a completely different bachelorette season if either of them were the only lead instead of having both of them. Yeah. Right. For sure. So who is your best dress of the episode? Okay. Y'all guess mine. What do you think mine was? I have no idea. Michelle. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, I know nothing about fashion, but mine was her her cute little workout outfit on her group date and her little braids. Um, Gabby? <laughs> yes. It was yeah, so cute. That was cute. Yeah, that was really and, cute. Was great. And my second one kind of was the cocktail party I loved her purple dress and the slit but I didn't like the see-through sleeve so I'm like if she had lost the like the see-through sleeves I would have really liked that dress so I put down Gabby's purple dress at the cocktail party for my my best dress (laughs) so I really liked that dress too how about so maybe maybe I know a little bit about fashion if we both like the same (laughs) one there you go. Well, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like what you think is the most fashionable. It's just what you like the most or like what outfit caught your eye. Everybody's I- idea of what they like is different. You know, I think that's what makes this segment kind of fun because there's just so many different things. And since there's two different girls, it's really interesting, too, because we get to see so many different female outfit- outfits. When when I originally was thinking best dressed when I like came up with this segment, was I was thinking we'd be talking more about 
the guys and what they're wearing, which I think sometimes we will be, but some of these outfits that the girls are wearing are just like rocking. So they're killing it. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts on it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think like I this episode to me, I really liked the fashion so much overall. Like when uh, Gabby and Rachel were in the cafe and one of them had like a white blazer dress on and one had a black blazer dress on and they had like all the gold accessories. I thought so cute. And then, like I said, I really liked their uh, coats that they wore for their date. Mm -hmm. um, I really liked Rachel's green dress that was like high neck and had like a paisley print on it with long sleeves. I thought that was super cute and like fit the theme of being um, in France. So I don't know. I liked all the outfits, but my my favorite thing was uh, Nate's maroon suit um, with the black dress shirt under it. It looked really nice on him. I just hate his accessories and how he keeps wearing like pearls. It's making me like cringe a little bit, but I love that suit. He looked really nice. See, I didn't notice any of that, Michelle. So that's what I'm saying. Like when I don't really, I don't have the eye for that. But since you did bring up the cafe, can I, because I wrote this down as an honorable mention. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know if y'all noticed it, but they were talking and Rachel goes, oh, I see them. And Gabby, as she's turning before her head turns, goes, oh, me too. I'm like, no, you don't. You haven't even turned around yet. So I think that was just the editing, but I don't know. I thought it was funny. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> she's like, oh, me too. As she's turning and her body goes first. I'm like, your head has even turned. So they, they, they mess that little, that little scene up. So before we move on to MVP and LVP, um, I did want to, Hayden posted an Instagram post with an apology. So I wanted to read that quickly. So Hayden says, for those who watched tonight's episode, you saw me at my absolute worst and lowest moment. I have always tried to carry myself with humility and respect for others. However, my complete lapse of judgment was not only disappointing, but it was absolutely unacceptable. I genuinely want to express my deepest apologies to both Gabby and Rachel for my actions. I take full responsibility for not being the man I was raised to be in those moments especially towards these two wonderful, deserving ladies who I truly do respect. I really hate how this season ended, but this experience was not one that I was mentally or emotionally prepared for with the current things going on in my life. Despite how everything transpired, it was an amazing experience that I will never forget and will learn from. I wish Gabby and Rachel all the best and hope they can accept my apology. You're still my LVP. <laughs> you um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that apology? Uh, I think it's BS, but whatever. I think that with the stuff that's going on with his dog and the mental state that he was probably in, he's probably right that he wasn't in the right mental space to be there. Um, 
I appreciate that the majority of it wasn't full of excuses, but it was trying to take accountability. Um, but for some reason, and I can't put my finger on it, there's just something, maybe an authenticity that is just missing for me. I actually don't mind this apology at all. And I think we've heard from people who've been on reality TV in the past that like sometimes they don't recognize certain qualities about themselves or certain things they do until they see it back. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he watched this and was like, oh, I did say the, maybe he didn't even realize how bad the things he were, he was saying came across mm -hmm. and maybe it was a wake up call for him to see it on television. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And I do like that. He says that, you know, like this isn't how I was raised. I think that that, I don't know. He, he, like you said, Christina, if he had given excuses, I'd be like, fuck this guy. He didn't really give any excuses. So yeah. he took accountability. I, I agree. I mean, and I think that it's fair for him to say he wasn't in the right mental state because I think that that was clear to everybody that he yeah. was. So yeah, that was the biggest thing like social media podcast wise that I saw so far. Um, unfortunately, I feel like it's just like a little behind um, because we record these like pretty soon after, you know, like the episode airs a couple days. And so there haven't been a whole lot of podcasts and stuff that have been out. Like, for example, last week, um, Jacob got eliminated. And then he was on the Talking It Out podcast with um, Brian and Mike Johnson. And he talked about the things that he said to Gabby. And he seemed really remorseful. And um, yeah, he didn't, he was not making excuses either. He was really taking accountability for the stuff he said and, and apologizing for it. So um, are there any podcasts or anything on Twitter, or anything that either of you two have? have seen i wanted to say you just reminded me so before we hopped on the podcast i looked at i looked up all the guys again because i'm still not i don't know everyone's name still so i'm like i need to see the picture and the guy um and i saw jacob and um his last name is rapini and that's my mom's maiden name and i'm like shit am i related to jacob i need to find out on my family <laughs> if I am related to Jacob so that's the, that's my next task for myself find out let us know next week um yo I, I'm sorry just real fast hi thank you will y'all say hi to her hi sorry she wouldn't leave me alone oh it's okay hi I want to be a podcast if we didn't have a Kyler appearance Um, so do we, we want to move on to MVP and LVP then? What, who was your MVP and LVP, Michelle? Uh, I had Jason for MVP. I just thought like he came off really well that he's not there to be like, I want to say 99.9% .9 of the people who come on these shows want to get Instagram followers, want to come back for Bachelor in Paradise, want to live off sponsorships, etc. And he seems like he has an established career. Mm -hmm. um kept his instagram private until very recently and that may be he may have been told by the producers or whatever like please open it up at this point um so it might not have even been his own choice or me may, or maybe it was i really don't know i'm just speculating but i feel like he's really like 
liking Gabby and he did this show with a little bit of hesitation and he wasn't like really all in. And that's why we kind of see Gabby say like he's holding back and whatever. But I think he's staying because he really likes Gabby. So I want to give him the MVP and then LVP, Jordan, Kirk and Quincy, because we really didn't get too much of them. They're they're now gone um, and they kind of just faded out. And like at least Hayden, we remember. I don't think we're going to really remember those guys. Yeah. Okay, so I agree with you pretty much pretty much all the way around. So um, for my MVP, I put Jason. I think that his group or his I'm sorry, one on one date just went super well and he really shined this episode. So my MVP went to Jason and um, my LVP went to Hayden because of all the stuff that that he said. um okay i'm gonna jump on the bandwagon um my mvp was jason as well as well just because i think he's really sweet i think he's really authentic and real um and i mean he's pretty hot um and then my lvp was um hayden for obvious reasons well look at that we're all on the same page (laughs) wow Hell That's has great. frozen over. <laughs> this clear, clearly is a different podcast than the Challenge podcast. Um, when it comes to love shows, we're more on the same page, apparently. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, well, now that we've talked all about Bachelorette, let's move on to episodes three and four of F-Boy Island. We're going to start with episode three here. So um, we have... It starts with the group date, and um, they're split into teams of three, and they learn one style of dance, and they have a dance competition to see who learned their dance the best. So on Luis's team, we have Peter, Jeremy, and Elijah. On Mia's team, we have, oh, wait, okay, so let me back up here. This was really weird, and I didn't like this because we found out who were on some people's team and not, but not everybody. Like, we only were introduced to three of Louise's guys. Um, There were some people that I tried to pick out, like, just as I saw them, but we were basically only told, like, two or three people on each person's team, Um, and I really didn't like that because... um, I'm still getting to know the guys. And so it was just like harder for me because I don't know, like you said, we're talking about with bachelor Michelle and how like you had to go back and we're trying to match some of the faces faces with the names. I swear there are some of these guys that I've never seen before. So like one of the guys that gets eliminated later on and we're going to talk about, I'm like, who is this? Who is this? I have, I have Mm -hmm. not. So I wish we would have gotten to see more um, of who was on each team, but um so Nikki says that she's not happy with the teams and something seems missing so three more guys come out Elijah Austin and Aaron and then um she's like there still seems like there's something missing and Casey from season one walks in and I'm super excited to um, see Casey. Tamaris is super excited to see Casey. And we've heard her talk about him in, um, like, the previous episode. 
So I think that, I mean, obviously he's a front runner for her before he even walked in, but I have a little bit of behind the scenes tea for you guys. Okay. I wasn't going to talk about this. I was going to wait until the next pod, but it seems appropriate here to at least mention it because I haven't. Okay. So Nikki Glacier, she was a guest on um, Conan O'Brien's podcast and um they talk about fboy island apparently she's an executive producer on the show too i didn't realize that but she's a host and executive producer so she talks about it and um one of my friends jason he didn't even know that we were podcasting about this show he just asked me how my podcast was going and i was like good we're doing four shows now whatever and he was like oh yeah so i don't know if you've heard of the show fboy island but nikki glacier is on um this podcast and like it's a really good podcast you should listen to it and I'm like that's actually one of the shows that we talk about so yes I will be listening to that podcast but unfortunately I didn't finish it so I'm sure I'll talk a little bit more about it next week but she did say that originally so in season one it was 15 nice guys and 15 um f boys and she said that it was went down to it was supposed to be 15 and 15 at the beginning of the season but she said that like they could not contain the f boys in wherever they were filming before filming started and so like they lost two of them and like another one was too boring or something and so they ended up not going with him and so they lost four guys before filming even started because they were such fuckboys, basically. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Almost to what? <laughs> they were already, like, messing around? Like, yeah, what? so but- she said that they would, like, like, they would, like, see them, like, at the clubs and stuff. And, like, they were just, like, yeah, like, fucking multiple girls a night. And, like, yeah. Oh, my God. So. Wow. So, um. We eventually get to our 15 because they call in these three, I'm assuming, alternates. And I'm guessing that's probably why Casey ends up getting on this season, too, is because they have room for four people. So we have this quiz thrown in here um, that we have three new new guys plus Casey. So we have four new guys. Um, So... This group, it's not like there's, like, a winner or anything. It's basically just, like, getting getting to see everybody interact. And I thought that this was really interesting um, just because of the way that, that they chose their teams, too. The girls decided to go in with the strategy of picking each other's guys so that they could see how the other guys reacted and how um, the guys interacted with like, the other girls and with each other and just just all of it switching I really like that they um the three girls have really become a team in trying to figure this out and that's really really um obvious through through this episode yeah that's nice to see them working together absolutely um do you, either of you want to talk about the individual dates at all uh, sure. So um, Louise chooses Kylan for her individual date and they don't really go out. He has, I mean, she has him come 
to that girl's house for the date and they are hanging out by the pool. Um, they're having lunch. Um, they go in the hot tub. They talk about how Kylan was an athlete. They end up making out. Louise says she thinks he's a nice guy because he's talking a lot about like his family and how much his family uh, means to him. Kylan starts talking about things that Mercedes has been saying in the house and kind of trying, kind of trying to get Louise to think that uh, uh, Mercedes is an f boy and that he's kind of like and almost intimidating the other guys to not like Louise um and then Kylan and Louise end up making out in the hot tub there was one moment that Kylan did make me laugh in his confessional where he's saying Louise has been telling me she's been cheated on and wants to make sure I won't do the same thing and then he's like but to be honest I will and that's when we find out Kylan is an f-boy um uh, and then the day kind of ends. Louise does mention that his kissing is very aggressive and that kind of made her second guess things and think uh, he was an F boy. So I thought that was interesting because she starts out thinking he was a good guy. And then by the end, she kind of has a question mark there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an um, intense makeout session. I couldn't, some of these I can't watch. <laughs> they make me cringe. So I watched with one eye open on some of these. Well, have, have fun talking about Tamaris's and um, Casey's date. Oh, God. Well, Tamaris and Casey are do the pottery wheel. And it's just this one was like there was a lot of sexual innuendos here with uh, Tamaris saying she likes it rough and she likes to smack. She likes to be smacked and things like that. So. Casey seems like he's into it, but he's also uncomfortable because he wants her to know that he's now a nice guy. So the comments are kind of like making him feel torn. Um, now, this date pretty much was remaking Ghost um, with the pottery scene. Um, but we see that Tam Tamaris and Casey have a lot of chemistry. They end up kissing. Um, but, you know, one thing that this date made me think is, is it really fair that Peter and Casey are here? Because Mia, I mean, uh, like, told us she had a crush on Peter before the show. And now Tamara seems to have had a crush on Casey from last season. So it's, like, almost not even fair. That's what this date kind of made me think. Okay, so that's another thing that Nikki Glacier kind of joked about on the podcast because Conan was like, what if I went on this show? Do you think the girls would fall for me? And she's like, yeah, because you're famous. She's like, look at, they pretty much like, look at what happened with Peter and Casey. They knew who they were and they had this huge advantage. So, yeah. I so mean, true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So true. Um, and then Mia and Kyan, they go fishing. It was kind of a weird day. They went fishing and they were drinking champagne. We didn't like see that much of their day, but he's really sweet. He's like a Southern gentleman, I feel like. And he was like really sweet to her. But I think him being so sweet and kind and maybe even like a little bit reserved, she kind of ends the date saying that she's still more into Peter and Danny. So I don't know that it was the best date ever for her, even though he was really nice and sweet. I, yeah. I agree. Um, so we didn't see any Limbro this episode, and I'm disappointed that we haven't seen more of Limbro. 
And then when we do see it in episode four, I'm kind of disappointed in what we saw. So I don't know, but um, it was I, a bigger factor on season one. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I feel like th- it was. Maybe it wasn't, or maybe I just remember it better for some reason. Yeah, I don't remember pieces of it, but I don't know. I I'll have to rewatch season one at some point with you two. Probably sounds like both. Yeah, of you I'm gonna watch it. Okay. But yeah. okay, so Abby, do you want to talk a little bit about the bottom two guys for each of the girls? Yeah. Um. Okay. So can I can I just like. I'm going to go back just a little bit because yeah, one of my favorite things in every episode is I love, you already mentioned it. I love the, the friendship that three girls have. And then mm-hmm. I love it when Nikki comes in the house to talk, talk to them. Mm-hmm. There's a few minutes in like every episode with that and just their, their chemistry is so good. Um, so like the day or the day of the elimination, she usually comes and like, tries to like feel them out and talk with them like what their thought process is but it was so funny because they had set up this whiteboard and they had like their f-boy suspects and their good guys or nice guys suspects um like all mapped out but anyway so for Tamaris um her bottom two were Michael and Jeremy and you know last episode Michael was called out for having a girlfriend and Jeremy at the cocktail party just word vomited constantly to her that was really weird um and then Mia's for Dwayne and Elon don't really know anything about either one of them and then Louisa's was Brant the fun uncle and Jared again I think he's already been in the bottom too and he was the one that everyone initially gave the wristband to on first meeting and now he finds himself in the bottom two so Brent and Jared have both been in the bottom two before oh do you want me to tell y'all what what happens sure go for it okay so um Louise keeps Bram and she lets go of Jared and Jared, poor Jared, he turns out to be a nice guy. And when they were doing the whole montage at the beginning of the episode and showing these guys talking about the girls, it then goes Jared and his freaking cat. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was a nice guy. So that makes me happy um, that he turned out to be nice. Mia keeps Dwayne. Should have stuck with their first impression of him. They all gave him the VIP pass, and he yeah, was yeah. Um, I think he was too much of a good guy for the for them. Like, well, yeah, because I mean, he even he asked, wasn't smooth enough. <laughs> well, he even asks, and he's like respectful about it, and he says, like, if is it because you have a better connection with other people, or is it because you're just not feeling it with him? And she said that she gets friend vibes from him, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's oh, well. the problem with this show is like sometimes women do not want a nice guy. Mm-hmm. So 
clearly a couple of them obviously a lot they're attracted some to some of the guys that may not be nice guys so i I think both mia and tamaris are under the impression that they can tame up an f-boy well that's the thing yes and they girls want both and i think it was tamaris in this episode or make in one episode she's she says she's like i want a nice guy but with like f-boy vibes like you can be a nice guy with like some of those f-boy vibes mm-hmm. and honestly like that's kind of I'm all about that I mean I just told you all I don't like a guy who cries and is too sensitive and you know I mean yes obviously I want to know like that I'm cared for and loved but you know you want a little edge too or maybe I'm just sick in the head okay so it's Dwayne and Elon and she keeps Dwayne and Elon. She eliminates Elon and that's another nice boy or another nice guy. Um, and then we're down to Tamaris's final two or bottom two, Michael and Jeremy. She keeps Jeremy and she lets go of Michael. And Michael is shocker and F boy. And Michael does have a girlfriend who he's going to Paris with <laughs> and knows what he's doing on this show. It's so weird. I wonder if they're still together. I should look into that. I wonder if they're still together. Yeah. I mean, I Christina, you're the investigator here. Come on. I know. I haven't, honestly, I haven't followed any of these guys on Instagram. I need to get on that. Uh, there's a couple of bachelor guys that I have, but I need to do the FY Island ones too. Um, okay. So, I have like a million top moments of this episode. So both of you go first before me and whatever you don't talk about, I'll talk about. <laughs> uh, I had seven. I wrote down seven. I wrote down six. Okay. So... I probably have two of them though. <laughs> I mean, some were stupid ones that I just thought were hilarious. Same. So I'll, okay. So I'll do my first one. Peter and Casey's back and forth. Yeah. Oh my God. Peter would say like, he's super nice him. guy. And then go like in front of him and cut to him in the confessional. Like, I fucking hate that guy. And Casey would be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, like great guy right here. Oh, this guy's a piece of shit. I don't know what they were saying, but I, it was yeah. Like, yeah. So that was great. Yeah. And then um, my other best moment was another line <laughs> was the host um after he reveals he has a girlfriend and she just goes run girl fucking <laughs> run yes 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 how about you michelle well abby that was one of mine the casey and peter moment i thought that was so yeah. funny it was so it, it felt so real to me it's like when you're like i don't know when you're in a situation maybe you're at work or something and you have to pretend to like someone that's what it felt like to me. yeah <laughs> well we see in the next episode when casey talks to Mia that there's like real legitimate real life outside the show beef between these two yep mm-hmm. yeah yep with good reason for, right. for Casey's part okay we'll, we'll uh, get into that I'm sure uh my other favorite moment was when Mikey D decided he is now Michael and then Nikki was like uh when I see Michael I see a doctor and when I look at you the only thing I <laughs> Seen doctor to the fake ID for some girls on the boardwalk. That made me laugh. That was good. Um, he goes, he goes facts. 
Yeah. So he tried to, he, he really tried it. He tried to rebrand himself and I'm kind of disappointed. I could have taken another episode of him with his, his Michael rebrands. I, I kind of would have liked to see that. Honestly, he's really good TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded if he had stuck around. Well, I mean, we'll see him in Limbro. Yeah, true. True. Next episode, he has some funny moments in Limbro. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, go, Christina. Okay, so like you guys, I, I, the Peter Casey thing was great. Um, but okay, so I'm gonna talk about. So Benedict set up this like beach date for Louise, and it just made me like Benedict even more. I think that Benedict's a nice guy. And I just really liked this, this little date, this impromptu little date that he set up for them. I thought it was super, super cute. And then um, I didn't even write this as one of my six things, but I just remembered it. And it was definitely like my favorite line. So when they're like doing the group date dancing thing in the beginning, Nikki says, um, if you don't know how to dance, you better have a big dick. <laughs> I just yeah. thought that was super funny. <laughs> She is the one of the best hosts on a reality TV show I think I've ever seen. Yeah, she's so and funny. I've watched a lot of reality TV. I, yes, we all have. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know she's great. I love her. Um, and then I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. Give this honorable mention to Mercedes getting upset with Kylan for talking about him on their date. He keeps calling Kylan goofy, which like there's like a montage of like all these different guys making fun of him for it, which I think is hilarious. Um. But for some reason, and the only reason that I'm, like, mentioning this as one, too, is just because for some reason it just hit me differently um, when Mercedes and Kylan were talking about this than it did last week when Mercedes was throwing Benedict under the bus, pretty much saying the same things. Um, I don't know why, but it just hit differently for me. I think Mercedes was genuinely, like, upset and thought maybe his game was going to be ruined and that's why he like yeah kept beating himself because he was so he's usually such a smooth talker and like really like strategic and smart I think he just was like so thrown off and like pissed off about this that that's why he just kept nailing him with a goofy <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah I just yeah I thought it was funny so my that was one of my moments too Christina Good. And then Benedict, but the nail on the coffin was Benedict going, I thought Goofy just meant like you were quirky and said blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize it meant you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, y'all, I like Benedict now. Good. Sure. Yay. I was coming around to Benedict. <laughs> I have. He's so cute. Yeah. Okay. So my least favorite moments of the episode was Tom calling Tamaris out on having a type. Um, but then I wrote, okay, but then I feel bad for Tom because he seems like he actually really likes her and is struggling. And that's why he said it. So I'm glad that they had the conversation and like they talked about it and kind of talked it out. But like, also, I think that this is kind of when Tom started turning around a little bit. I was not a fan of him telling Samaras that he thought that she had a type at all. And then, um, Mikey D trying to convince Tamaris that he does not have a girlfriend he was definitely gaslighting her and I don't understand like in the first season um they did a social media search of these guys which from what I've heard I think they do one later on the season but I just don't understand why they didn't do this now to find that out um because they that's when they did the social media search last season is when they found that out about Garrett potentially having a girlfriend 
So I don't know. That just didn't really, I, I wish they would have done that now. Those, those are my least two favorite things. The thing for me is it seems like uh, most of the people on this, this season watched the previous season. So maybe they knew to hide it or something. I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really Maybe good production didn't care. So, well, I think that for like the F boys, I mean, I think that they knew the ones who had girlfriends and I don't, I think that that might be part of the reason why they got cast. Even I don't think production had an issue with casting guys. That yeah. Had girlfriends. I don't, it was just convincing the girls that they didn't have a girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. So Michelle, what were your least two favorite moments this episode? Uh, Peter being overdramatic and running away from Mia. I can't take it. That annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really thought I liked Kylan. So him turning out to be an F boy, uh, I was disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. I was disappointed in Kylan too. Cause I liked him at first too, but yeah, no total F boy for sure. Changed my opinion on him completely throughout the last couple episodes. And I was, I was happy for like Louise. I'm like, oh, she's going to fall in love with Kylan instead of Mercedes and she's going to have a good guy. And then I was like, nope. Yeah. No. Honestly, Mercedes is looking good compared to some of these guys. (laughs) At least he's smart. The other ones are dumb in F boys. At least he's a smart F boy. (laughs) What were your least two favorite moments, Abby? Okay. Well, Tom saying you got to type. Um, Mia coddling Peter and his behavior and I just wish she had not chased him mm-hmm. and coddled him I was so disappointed in her for doing that um, I mean I still love her but ew I, do, I just yeah gross thought, his yeah. behavior he's such yeah just being that such a baby um, and then this is just kind of a blanket one but just Casey and Tamaris's date. Oh yeah, which is over the top for yeah. me. Yeah, I can. There see you that. go. Okay, so how about your best dressed, Abby? Mine was Mia in her black jumpsuit. Okay. At the final, at, at the el- elimination. That yes. That was mine too, Abby. I thought it was blue though. But I'm not good at seeing color, so maybe. Oh, I can't tell on the TV. I don't think my color, my TV has the best coloring. Whatever it was, it was stunning. Yeah, I I love that. Okay, so I was trying to pick out a guy outfit, and I've been looking. I've been trying to like throughout the episodes, like pick a guy outfit that I really like or whatever. And all of them, none of them stand out to me. They all seem like super cheesy. A lot of them are these, like, two-piece chubbies uniforms, I don't know, outfits or whatever, and um, I just, I, there's a lot of the guys' clothing that is just, like, a really out there for me, but then when I saw, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with Mikey D's group day black matching, it was a two-piece, um, short and shirt, it was black, and then it had this, like, gold, um, design on it, and it was, like, yeah. Time that I've seen one of these like two-piece outfits and been like oh that one actually looks pretty good so I gave it to Mikey D um because 
normally I'm not a fan of the two-piece outfit, but I thought he pulled this one off really well. Okay. So that's, I don't know, it's just something different. So that's kind of why I chose it, I guess. Yeah, um, I think you're, it's hard with the guys because you're right. None of them are standing out to me fashion-wise. So you're right. Yeah, like they're wearing like, like Hawaiian shirt, like, like vacationer shirts that, you know, like people are like, oh, you're like, you're a tourist type. It's, it's really weird. I'm not a fan of a lot of the things the guys wear this season. Agreed. So how about your um, MVP and your LVP? I had Benedict as my MVP because I like that date he set up for Louise on the stairs. And then my LVP, I had all those new guys that came in and I can't even tell you their names besides Casey because they didn't do anything. Yeah, I agree. They got overlooked this episode for sure. Um, so... I had um, Benedict as my MVP as well for the exact same reason you did. I thought that that date was just like super, super cute. It was such a great idea. He even brought the sand in. I just, yeah, it, he hit it. He hit the nail on the head with that one, I thought. And then I gave my LVP to Mikey D. He has a girlfriend and he was a decently convincing liar about it. Um, he was gaslighting her, though, the entire time, and I just, yeah, my, my LVP was Mikey D. Okay, my MVP was Benedict, and Ooh. not just because of the picnic thing, but because, like I just said, he won me, he won me over, um, and then my LVP was Peter, because if there's something I can't stand more than a guy saying he's going to he's a cheater or has a girlfriend is a boy, a guy who pouts. So he was my LVP because of that whole dramatic, woe is me scene. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, so then moving on to F boy Island episode four, we start out with the douche shank. And I think that this is just like such a hilarious idea. So basically the man, the men answer tough questions. And if the women don't like the answers that they are given, then a bucket of water um, gets poured on them. So a lot of the questions are like kind of sexual or about the other guys. Um, we see that like Nico's asked what his favorite sex position is. Um, Kian's asked his, if he has any um, sexual kinks. But, um, some of the things that like really stood out for me was, um, Danny saying that he didn't even know that guys could fake an orgasm. I thought that that was funny. Um, I think Casey being asked, are you still friends with Garrett? I don't. I don't think you should have got dunked for that because I mean, I get it because you're still friends with this F boy or whatever, but, um, I don't think he should have gotten dunked for that just because like, he's, he's not Garrett and they were so close. Like I absolutely understand why Casey was still on his side. Um, Benedict said that he didn't think that any of the men would take the hundred K I was kind of questioning Benedict in that moment. Yeah, why did he say that? I don't like that either. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Aaron got dunked, but we don't even see what question it was. 
But then it doesn't look like he was maybe even asked a question because Tamara says, I'm sorry, I just wanted to see to see him wet, which I thought was hilarious. Love that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have this whole, the Peter. So Peter's asked, do you think there are men um, there that would absolutely take the 100K? And he takes a scan of the crowd and he says, respectfully, Casey, and that he thinks that he wants the money more, which doesn't really make sense because Casey was an F-boy but became a reformed F-boy because he split the money with CJ last season in the end. He made it all the way to the end and he split the money with her. Um, So I this made me think, why did Peter do this? This makes me think that Peter's here for TV. He's here for the TV moment. Um, and that it's him that that is still the F-boy, not, not Casey. Um, but then we didn't even see if he got dunked or not, which would make us believe that he didn't. But he had to have gotten dunked for this, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would have dunked him, personally. So, and then we see tom when you look at tamaris in the eyes how do you feel and he says he's falling for her and she passes him um on that even though it's a little soon so we learn a little bit about the guys and that was just again like a fun little um group date thing that they did at the beginning my favorite one was gnome when he's like uh do you prefer sex when they said do you prefer sex with the lights on or off and he put such thought into it he's like one light on but not too bright <laughs> i was dying. I thought it was so funny yeah right well, that's funny michelle off. because that was my favorite part too but not because of that answer it was because he goes do you prefer sex and he goes yes <laughs> before oh, yeah, yeah. the question <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's funny. Abby, do you want to talk about the one-on-one dates a little bit? Um, yeah. Okay, so Mia and Brayden, she learned during the douche tank that the man can sing, and she picked him for the one-on-one. They do, like, this beach picnic. Um, he talks about how he's had, you know, negative relationships in the past. Apparently, he's been dumped multiple times. Um... They do have a connection. She says, like, she's always wanted to um, marry a rapper. She she always wanted to be with a rapper, but she tells him that she doesn't like music. He's like, yeah, she asked her what's her favorite type of music. And she's like, I don't really listen to music. Yeah, that was weird. That was so weird. I'm sorry. Anyway. No, that's, yeah. So he just makes it sound like he's this poor little boy who doesn't get any love. Um, but I, okay. So it's been, it, like I said, I think this is the first Bachelorette I've really like watched since maybe Hannah's season. And I skipped a lot of that too. But whenever I see a musician come on one of these shows, it reminds me of Jed okay. from Hannah's season of The Bachelorette. I'm like, okay, are you here, like, for the real thing or to get famous, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then Luis and Nick went ziplining. I don't know. I didn't really take away a lot from that date. Like, he seems seems sweet enough. I mean, cute guy. Um, I did like the part where I like it how all the girls, like, are always talking to the birds. It's like the birds chirp and they're like, Wait, what are you trying to tell me? Tamaris did that last episode, and Luis did that this episode. 
Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Tamaris and Nico went whale watching. Um, she almost blinds herself with a champagne cork when she opens it. And um, he had a like <laughs> a delayed reaction. Like he was laughing and saying other stuff. And then he was like, wait, did that hit you? And I don't think it did, but I was like, oh, he didn't check on her very fast. But anyways, they're vibing on their date. She admits that she misjudged him. And then she says, I don't know. I think they're perfect for each other. She's like, I don't really have to think when I'm with him. Mm-hmm. And I get what she's, I get what she means by that, but it was just funny how she said it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she meant like, I think we're just chill. We just go with the flow. Like it's not too stressful. That's what I think she meant by it. But the way she said it, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. So those were the dates. Um, Michelle, do you want to talk a little bit about Limbro? Yeah, it didn't really phase me too much other than, um, I thought there was like some bad acting when I think Mikey D mm-hmm. tells Garrett that Casey, is that when he tells him Casey's there or that Casey is talking shit? He knows Casey's there because he. Oh, asked, that was the bad acting. That, that was the bad acting. Yes, when he stood up yeah. and was like, "He's here," and let out that howl. That was the end of the last episode. Okay, sorry, I got. I my should put that on one of my worst moments because that was god awful acting. Oh, it was awful. It was so bad. Yeah, but I think that Garrett was like, I think this is going to be a storyline. I think Garrett's going to go into the villa and stand up for Casey and I don't I don't know exactly what'll happen but he seemed I think something's gonna happen there personally that's what they're setting it up for so that 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 was like the one interesting thing there and then they did the broga exercises like begging for forgiveness shutting the fuck up and just listening late laying on your backs wait for this to be over so that was kind of limbo yeah so I feel like Limbro is just like kind of this funny thing but I don't know like I feel like last season there was more of like learning going on but I guess this is the first time we've seen Limbro too we only saw five guys there obviously there was the one guy who left um John I think his name was when he was like upset so there's only five guys there I'm kind of surprised that Mikey D was there um just because he was like I have a girlfriend or whatever but I guess he's in Limbro, so we'll be seeing him. Um, okay, so then we get to the elimination, and we've been doing the bottom two guys. One of them goes home, but we find out when we get there that this week is a double elimination. They're going to be putting up three guys, saving one, and sending two home. So um, we have... Mia putting up Dwayne, AC, and Elijah, Louise with Noam, Kyland, and Nico, Tamaris with Jeremy, Brant, and Tom, um, which really surprised me that she put up Tom, um, but she explains it by saying that she's afraid him saying that he is falling for her, that um, he's just being an F-boy and that he doesn't really mean it, so I understand her concerns, um, but 
She ends up keeping him around. She sends home Brant and Jeremy. We find out that they are both nice guys. Um, Mia sends home AC, who's a nice guy, and Elijah, who turns out to be an F-boy. And then Louise um, ends up sending home Noam and Kyland, who are both F-boys. And then we get the big reveal at the end that um, Kyland also has a girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so who was your, or I'm sorry, what were your top two moments of the episode? I liked when, uh, they were doing the douche tank and Kyan was trying to be respectful to Nikki and he called her ma'am and she said, don't fucking call me ma'am. I just related to that. Um, and I liked seeing Mia opening herself up to Brayden on their date because I want to get her away from Peter. I, yeah, I agree with that. I definitely want to see her away from Peter as well. Um, and I think that we're starting to see her distance herself just a little bit. So I'm, I'm happy for her for sure. Yeah. What about your top two moments, Abby? I don't know. I, like compared to last episode, this one wasn't as great for me, but I just put as a whole the douche tank. I just thought that was a fun segment. Yeah, that was. Um, and then the other one I put was Nico's delayed reaction to, because I just thought that was hysterical, um, to her popping the champagne bottle and getting hit in the face. <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. Um, so for me, I put, I really liked that Tom said that he was falling for Tamaris and that Benedict told Louise the same thing that he's falling for her. I think that both of them are nice guys, um, and I think that they both have, like, genuine feelings for the people that they're talking to, so for me, like, I don't know, maybe it's the bachelor, you know, side of me that knows that these situations make people fall fast, but I just love that, like, actual connections are starting to be formed, so I love those moments for them, even though Tamaris was afraid of it. I really hope she overcomes that fear because I think that Tom could be really good for her in the long run. Um, and then I also really liked when Nikki went to talk to the girls before the elimination ceremony and just like some of the advice that she gave them. But also um, Mia saying she's not sure if she really likes Peter anymore. And just like Nikki being like so excited about that. I, was <laughs> I like that, too. that, you know, yeah, exactly. So that those were my top two moments. Um, so my least favorite moments was uh, hearing Casey's story about Peter it makes me really disappointed in Peter about. Um, so basically, Casey tells Mia that he was in a relationship um after leaving F Boy Island he was in this um serious relationship and while he was dating her um Peter slid into this girl's DMs and was saying that like Casey's not good enough for her Peter would be better for her type of thing and so um seeing that beef that that they have outside of the show and that it appears as though Peter kind of started it um yeah that was just made me like Peter a lot less and that was one of my least favorite moments for sure 
And then Kylan calls Louise a kissing booth this episode. And uh, yeah, that was my other least favorite moment. Yeah, that was gross. That was definitely gross. Um, mine were um, when Mia is talking to um, Brayden and Peter tries to interrupt and like get his time with her. And she basically says, uh, there's a line and Peter melts down again. I can't take it. He's so sensitive. Um, so, and I think he's like emotionally manipulating her is really what's bothering me, I guess. Um, so that was one. And then the other one, this might be controversial, but it was between, uh, Louise and Mercedes and Louise basically says to Mercedes, tell me what you like about me, but don't say I'm sweet and pretty say something else. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know. I thought it was so arrogant. I don't know. So that rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, I didn't even take it like that, but now I see. Yeah, same. No, I think it's a contro- controversial moment. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I can see your point. I just thought that she meant that she wanted something more than just like something that was surface level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Abby? What were your least favorite moments? Okay. Well, mine both involved Peter. Um, what you said, Peter, um, finding out that Peter was in Casey's girlfriend's DMs and then yeah keeping peter i'm ready for him to go (laughs) yeah i think i don't think he'll make it to the end i think he'll be in limbo before we know it especially with whatever the heck garrett has up his sleeve who knows yeah you're right let's hope so abby who was your best dressed this episode mine was nikki during the douche tank with her one strap I saw a green dress, like the light green dress. I don't know if that was the color, but I just love that dress she was wearing when she was hosting that comp- that segment. So that was cute. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, I loved this. Um, Louise at the elimination ceremony, she wore this blue dress that um, had like the pink like line designs on it. And, um, I love this dress. Honestly, I think that this might be one of my favorite outfits so far this season. I just, I love that dress so much. And uh, Christina, that's exactly what I picked too. I don't even know what y'all, what dress y'all are talking about. Well, I need to go back and look. Eliminate her dress. She looks gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, so who's your MVP and your LVP this episode? Oh God, My, who did I have for MVP? Oh, MVP, I had Brayden because I liked his like one-on-one time with Mia and I thought he really put himself in a position to be a front runner when it seemed like it was going to be Peter and Danny the whole time. That's a good one. Good one. How about your and LVP? Then, yeah, LVP, I said Kylan's like, he played himself. Mm-hmm. He, he could have gone right through, but he had to open his big mouth and talk about shit about Louise and he got caught and he just played himself. So he was, he, like, I think Mercedes even said it best. Like he kept, Kylan did his job for him. He didn't even have to do anything. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. I put Kylan as my LVP too. Um, he just looked really bad this episode and then just top it off by him leaving saying that he has a girlfriend, Kylan, I'm over you. I'm glad you're gone. 
I wish you weren't even in Limbro, but you are. And um, my MVP this episode, I'm going to give it to Nico. I thought his day was really cute. Um, I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm sad a little bit that he was standing up for Kylan or at least, you know, like didn't seem to take it as offensively as um, Austin did to say the least. But so I'm a little disappointed in him there, but I do think he's forming this really great connection with Tamaris. And so um, I really liked their date. I think that they're, they're forming something that's, that's good. And so I, I gave my MVP to Nico. The only thing I didn't like from Nico is he kept using the phrase locker room talk. And I'm, I'm just, that annoyed me. But besides that, I did like him on the date. No, are you in high school? <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I, I understand where you're coming from. I get that it's a con- controversial decision for MVP, but I just, I think that he was just really cute with Tamaris. So that's why I gave it to him. Yeah, that was cute. How about you, Abby? Okay, LVP, Kyland. Um, okay, and y'all are talking about your controversial takes. Okay, my my MVP is just stupid, but I don't <laughs> care. Um, mine was Jared because I'm, no one really stood. Yes, what? No, but no one just really stood to me this episode and Jared at the, the opening scene was not Limbro it was the good guys um villa, villa uh-huh. and, like fanning somebody and he goes to catch a great bless his heart and he catches it and then he just slams his head right into the screen door the glass door and it was so and it was I watched it like three times it made me laugh so hard but it was so real like I missed like, that. I didn't even see that. I didn't even see I was just going to say, I'm going to go rewatch that after. I didn't even see that, Abby. Go back, because it was not fake, like Limbro and stuff. Bless his heart. He was shocked. And then he just kind of, like, laughed it off. He was so cute. So, I don't know. That was one of my favorite moments of the whole episode. I have to go watch that now. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> so, yeah, really weird, but there it is. <clears throat> so funny. Okay, so the next time, do you... Do either of you two have anything else you want to say about any of these three episodes that we talked about today before we end here? No. Nope. No? Okay. Um, so with that being said, we did um, one episode of Bachelorette today and two episodes of F-Boy Island. From here on out, we'll just be doing one episode of Bachelorette and one episode of F-Boy Island for you all. Um, thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in. And with that... F-boy, F-bye.